Welcome to Promo Insiders, a podcast from ASI's Counselor Magazine. In this series, we'll be tackling the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry, from hard-hitting subjects like COVID-19 and tariffs to fun trends and new opportunities. I'm John Cargan with Counselor, and today I'll be speaking with Mark Seymour, former CSO at Next Level Apparel. Mark will talk about his exit after nearly a decade at the Top 40 Supplier, as well as offer advice and guidance on how industry professionals can navigate the coronavirus pandemic and economic downturn. Mark Seymour, thank you for joining me for what I believe is your first public uh, statement since leaving Next Level Apparel. How are you today? Yes, I think that might be true. I'm I'm well. Hope you're well. Also, it's a beautiful morning here in Northern California, and uh, here in our uh, our little house, sharing a space with the family. And uh, if you hear some uh, a dog in the background or the garbage truck coming by, that's just the that's just the new world we live in. Absolutely, those are the sounds now. It's no more people typing or anything like that in an office. You're you're getting getting the whole home environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of pluses to that, though, for sure. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, we, we, what I want to start off with, because uh, I'm sure people are going to want to know, after nearly a decade at uh, the Top 40 Supplier, you are no longer at Next Level Apparel. What can you tell me about your exit from the company? Yeah, I mean, just briefly, uh, I think it's, it's, it's in the time uh, you know, that we are now in this, in this time of COVID. Um, made the decision to, uh, I guess we can call it an, uh, an early retirement. I'm only 60, fairly young. Um, always felt like next level would be my, my last, uh, um, job at, uh, in, you know, in this industry, certainly nobody predicted, you know, this kind of, uh, pandemic. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the timing was such that it seemed like a good time to, to hand this off to, to the next group and um, gives me some time to, to be with my family. Uh, 2020 has been quite a year. My dad passed away in February, so kind of went through that, that January trade show season. Um, my dad passed away. We, um, uh, we did a great celebration for him. You know, looking back on it, it was such um, a blessing because really I think his last hurrah was to bring all of our family together uh, uh, at a time when we didn't realize that we would all be uh, separated for a period of time. Um, so that was really a blessing. And then, you know, came back to next level, this thing hit, you know, we went through a lot of changes. Uh, we, you know, we, we had to uh, uh, downsize the workforce from a warehouse standpoint and, and even from our sales, uh, uh, sales force. And this just seemed like the, uh, you know, a good time um, for me to, to kind of hand it over to um, the next group of people to take next level to the next level. Well, um, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your, your dad's passing, but uh, I guess, you know, like you said, I mean, I, I know personally some, some friends, parents who have passed away during all this, and they can't gather for funerals, and they, and they have to do it virtually, and it's just not the same to, to you know, to, to pay your respects and to gather with your family during such a sad time. So, so I guess that is kind of a silver lining if, if there is one at all. Um, but it is, it is, it's, you know, I mean, I think at the time um, we just appreciated it for what it was a time to get family together. My dad was uh, 20 years retired out of the air force. Um, so we had the full, 
you know, ceremony. And really it was a great way to celebrate my, my dad's life. And, uh, but looking back on it, it's really, um, you know, it's really uh, was a blessing that we didn't realize because it also brought the whole family together. And uh, at a time when, you know, now, now we can't see each other for a period of time, right? So that was, that was a bonus. Well, now that you, uh, you mentioned, you know, now that you're home, uh, you and your immediate family have been spending a lot more time together, just like, you know, families across the country right now. How has uh, life been for you during this pandemic? You know, again, uh, a blessing. If, if people that know me know that when I took the job at Next Level, uh, partly because I was caring for, for my dad, my dad had Alzheimer's um, and didn't want to leave Northern California. Um, I commuted by plane, bought a, bought a condo down in Southern California near what was then Compton uh, was our offices and then eventually Gardena. Um, and really that turned into almost nine years of making that kind of commute. So I was either somewhere in the world helping to promote Next Level um, or uh, I was in, in our offices in Southern California, but I was really only home on the weekends for a long period of time. And now to be home, um, you know, Monday through Sunday um, for an extended period of time has really felt like a, a great, a great blessing. And I, many times I was, I was, you know, waiting in line to get on a plane and, and wishing that, uh, that I could spend more time at home and, and I have that wish now. So um, not under the circumstances, you know, in the world that, um, that I would have liked to have that happen, um, but certainly happy uh, to embrace that, you know, uh, now and, you know, be with my, uh, with my wife and my daughter's home from college. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're certainly, I would say making the most of it is an understatement. I think we're, we're really trying to, to, to find the blessings every day and in, in, in what this time means for us. Well, that is great to hear. Um, you know, in terms of, obviously it's a terrible time uh, for the world and uh, many people losing their jobs, many people trying to struggle with the economy. Um, what have you learned from this experience? Is there something that you've been able to take away that, that, you know, makes things a little bit easier for you? Yeah, I mean, um, certainly I think one of the things that, uh, that I learned from, from caring with, uh, for my dad with the Alzheimer's was, was, you know, living in the moment. And, um, so I'm really, you know, embracing that right now. And uh, this is this is a rare time for us to be able to kind of um, quiet ourselves a little bit, uh, change up our routine, both individually and I think as societies, right? So first of all, I feel blessed that I'm not in uh, you know a group that's been affected by this directly. I've had nobody in my inner circle, close circle, um, um, that have that have uh, had the virus or, or passed away. So so I feel blessed about that, but. I feel very compassionate for those that are going through that, the ones that are working in the front lines to 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 protect protect all of us and and to fight this, um, and then people that have been hit with this economically, where you know it's really put that extra stress on their lives. So I think there's a quote out there. I'm probably not going to get it right. It's something like we're all going through the same storm, but we're not in the in the same boat, right? <laughs> um, and so I really try to embrace embrace that because. Um, some most days I just feel really blessed uh, to be at home, um, that my family's safe, um, and that those kind of basic you know things are okay. Knowing that that's not um, the case for many people that are out there. So you know, currently you know looking for ways to support my my neighbors, um, the community, 
Um, I feel like that's that's really important what each of us can do. Um, and then just try to do, you know, the things that we're called upon to do to make sure that we get some time to fight, you know, to fight this horrible uh, uh, virus. Absolutely. You know, uh, now that you are officially outside the industry, uh, but with so much knowledge still and, and so much to offer, when you look at the industry from an outside perspective, uh, how, how do you think that overall where, you know, everybody from distributors and suppliers are handling uh, this, this unprecedented time? Yeah, you know, um, I, I kind of saw it going through stages. You know, the, the first stage was everybody was looking to um, understand the rules uh, to make sure that they protected their employees, that they set their companies up for uh, being able to survive this thing and have uh, a chance to come out the other end uh, as an intact business that could that could continue on. Um, and then, you know, once we got through that first part, you know, then it felt like people started kind of coming out of that stage and talking, but it was more of how are you doing, telling their stories, how they're doing, kind of describing and understanding this new environment. And then finally we got, you know, after two or three weeks to a stage where people were really talking about business, right? What, what can we do today, um, you know, to, to, to be um, uh, important, vital businesses and, and to create cash flow and to preserve cash flow? And then what can we do coming out of this, you know, to be winners, to, to come out strong on the other end? Um, and I think that, the, you know, an interesting way to talk about that is, is the whole mask sort of thing. So many people in our in our business pivoted to to getting into the mask business, and uh, it's been interesting to see how quickly that's happened and and the variety of masks, the variety of approaches, um, you know, is is pretty fascinating, right? And of course, most of these masks for people that are in our business are not the the medical surgical masks. These are masks that we're all being asked to wear to kind of protect the person that might be near us, you know, hopefully six feet away, but to protect those folks. And also, I think in some, some ways, the mask is just a way of telling people that, you know, we're trying to comply and care about, uh, you know, each other as a society, right? Um, I, I think we're still uncertain about any of these protocols and how much they help, but if anything can help, who doesn't want to go do that? Um, so we go from a world where, you know, people don't have masks to now everybody's trying to acquire those to then what does that mask look like? How does it work? What's the functionality? How often do I clean it? And then now to a stage where people are decorating and putting a message, you know, on, on the mask, right? Is it supporting my favorite cause, my favorite sports team, um, or some message that I want to say to people, right? Um, and so uh, and so it's, I, I think the masks are a way for companies to kind of pivot and get involved and, and, and keep production lines going and distribution centers. And Well, uh, you know, uh, Mark, we were talking about uh, the masks and how, you know, they're, they really have become this, this huge product in the industry. Uh, for March and April, um, ESP search data has shown that masks uh, in March, it was the second most search term. In April, it was the number one search term. And, you know, you were talking about how uh, the industry has really pivoted towards it and embrace it. Do you see uh, branded masks as a permanent fashion statement going forward? You know, I think everybody has that question. I don't have a crystal ball to know. I, I think I think very likely masks in some form um, will probably become a part of of the product mix uh, for, you know, for the foreseeable future. I think that 
everybody jumped into it quickly and, and there's there's obviously lots of different kinds of levels of 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 masks that are out there in different designs and so i think that'll probably evolve a little bit and and and, and land on you know both a good value equation and uh you know uh, comfortable and and functional um but i do think i do think it could actually be a new product category going forward but i but i, but I really what i was you know getting to about the mass was that it's keeping everybody busy right now and engaged. And it seems like a way for people to kind of do what feels normal to have the kind of normal conversations about, you know, selling and manufacturing and distribution and the rest of the things that we do. But, but we will, you know, this industry will figure out collectively uh, how to be relevant in, in big ways and quickly, I believe, in whatever the new world looks like. And that's, and that's proven to be true in other kinds of crises that we've had. So it's a very creative entrepreneurial industry. Um, I think it'll jump back in on hard goods and soft goods and, and find a way, you know, um, there's lots of segments of, of, of commerce that have actually grown through this pandemic. And there'll be new ones that will emerge and grow as we come out of this, right? And so I think our industry is best at, at kind of jumping in and servicing that quickly. Um, and, and, and pivoting masks is a good example of, of what was done, but there'll be all kinds of other things that we probably haven't thought of yet, but, but creative people will come up with and there'll be new opportunities. So, um, I think it's a time for companies to, to, you know, step back, rethink themselves, maybe shed some of the things that weren't working, add new technologies, uh, you know, uh, forward facing scalable kind of opportunities, um, and be better. In, in the new world. And a lot of that I hope, I, I hope personally is around kind of sustainability and um, social responsibility issues, which, you know, which were getting traction, you know, in our industry, but, but was moving, I think, slower than, than what a lot of people would like me personally being one. Um, and I hope that gets accelerated, you know, so some of the new technologies will help with that. You know, maybe we don't need to always jump on a plane and, and, and get together, you know, socially, we can do more things like this and, uh, you know, um, all the conferencing that's been, that's been going on. We'll find a balance between those things, I hope. Why, um, you know, when, when we do state of the industry reports, um, in terms of suppliers, especially, it always seems like sustainability, um, uh, environmental uh, safety, th those type product safety, those types of things always seem to have kind of a low ranking. They don't seem to really be a priority in the industry, as you mentioned. What, why do you think the industry has been slowed to, to kind of embrace that? You know, I think the challenge has always been with things like, you know, especially sustainability, is how do you still offer the value equation, the variety, um, uh, and make that a part, a part of the mix? You know, that's usually where it gets stalled, right? So if a company has... 200 products and two of them are in a sustainable category with limited colors, you know, probably the reason why that company is successful is because of the variety of what they offer on the other side. And, and so you have to find a way to merge those two things. And I think companies are doing that. If you look at Europe um, uh, at Next Level, we were, we were really starting to grow an international presence and I got to be in that market quite a bit. And, you know, they're ahead of us on that. And that's what they're really doing. They're looking at putting sustainable components and everything they do um, to make it really a part, you know, an embedded part of the DNA of the company. Um, and I think when you take that approach and not just have it be a couple, a couple of products, um, it becomes a different, 
platform and a different a different opportunity. But I also think it's changing just because of the demographic of decision makers and buyers um, being a younger group where this has been more important for them. And they're just going to vote with with their choices and their dollars. And I think that that bodes well for us. But, I, you know, it's interesting to, to watch around the world what this pause has done to, you know, um, air quality and water quality. And, um, you know, I think we saw how quickly I think all of us were surprised how fast those changes happened when we took lots of cars off the road and, and, and we changed our lifestyle. So I hope we can find a balance between that going forward and that seeps into the commerce, right? And, uh, and, we, and we learn how to monetize that because I think it's what people want. And, and we have to do it. I think it's just it's 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 not just something that is a dream of a few people. It's really it's really our future. You mentioned, uh, you know, next level kind of branching out internationally. Um, another hot topic people are talking about as a result of this pandemic. Do you think that we will see more domestic manufacturing uh, coming out of this? You know, I think we will. And again, I, I don't think anything really works as a single solution, right? So whatever product you're making, you know, there's going to be components that will work in the U.S. and there'll be components that'll have to be part of your supply chain, probably outside the United States. But um, I think it will. I think it will accelerate um, the thought process because the, the good thing about the U.S. Um, supply chain component is that it's, it's nimble, right? And it takes away a lot of the timeline and the transportation costs. So when you when you put those things in the equation, if you can figure out how to um, have your product have a large U.S. component, you get those benefits. And companies were already discovering that, you know. Um, so it's not just a philosoph uh, philosophical thing about buying U.S. It's really it's really a business decision that makes a lot of sense. Um, so. Uh, you know, I think this is going to accelerate that. I think, in fact, it's going to accelerate lots of, of changes that were on the horizon that were moving slowly. Social responsibility, um, this kind of um, U.S. manufacturing or U.S. supply chain component will be will be a couple of those. As we uh, you know get ready to wrap up here, um, if talking, you know, it's something that we haven't really covered a lot because uh, we are seeing optimism in the industry. We are seeing some businesses start to reopen. You know, uh, obviously sales have taken a major hit, but but as we talked about, people pivoted to PPE. Um, it's a very resilient industry, the promotional products industry. But what about people that have, uh, you know, found themselves out of a job that have had their hours reduced? They've been furloughed. Do you have any advice for these people? On, on, you know, what, what to do either to, uh, I don't know, to take advantage of this time to kind of, you know, like you managed to find a silver lining. Do you have a way for them to as well? You know, I saw this quote. I'm sure people have seen it out there. When, when fishermen uh, can't go out to sea, they repair their nets, you know. And I feel like this is a time when we should all be looking at how we can add to our own toolboxes, uh, maybe pivot you know, some of our own skills, um, if we have the time to do that. Um, because I do think that it was it was already proving to be a, a fast moving, changing kind of workplace. And this just, you know, uh, um, sped that up. Right. So um, there's, you know, we look at we look at industries like, you know, the grocery chain and delivery and, um, you know, those kinds of folks, you know, they're hiring 
you know, like crazy, right? Um, I'm not saying those jobs are for everybody, but I think there'll be those kinds of, uh, of, of pockets of new opportunity um, uh, that will that will emerge. And certainly, the more um, flexible uh, skill set that anybody has, you know, the the better off they'll be to go out there and uh, and find opportunities. I think the biggest thing is 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 embrace change. You know, just understand that. I mean, that, that, that this has taught us that, right? that um, change uh, can happen, you know, quickly and um, don't, don't, you know, fight that change, try to, try to uh, figure out how it can be, um, you know, to your advantage and to your benefit. And, you know, some of that's a mindset, you know, it's, it's, it's how do you approach, um, you know, what you used to do uh, as not being perfect and what, you know, is unknown as possibility. Right. So, um, you know, hopefully, 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 uh, um, we know the economy will come back. We've been through crises before, um, but it just won't look the same. And so, um, you know, that again, that's that's opportunity for me. I look at it. Um, uh, you know, it does look like a, a, just a whole a whole bunch of opportunity out there. Part of that's, you know, I'm not at next level anymore. I have this time to take a pause. I don't know what I'm going to do next. You know, retirement um, feels really good right now, but I don't know if that's going to last. Uh, you know, it's probably unlikely. Um, will I stay in this industry? Will I do something different? I really don't know the answers to that. And I'm really not in a hurry to try to figure that out tomorrow. I'm really trying to take this time to try to uh, try to watch what is going on um, and understand, uh, you know, uh, what I do next. Um, you know, f- you know, fills my soul and also does something for for the people around me. Well, I hope uh, selfishly that you stay in the industry because you have so much to offer, so much knowledge. And, you know, with ASI, we, we always come to you with, uh, you know, lo- looking to pick your brain. And, and I appreciate today you sharing some of that wisdom with us today. And, uh, and I wish you the best of luck in, in whatever happens next. Yeah, I really appreciate this opportunity. I want to give a shout out to, to all the friends and colleagues that are out there. It's really, you know, I'd say at next level, it's my next level family, but everybody else is as the extended family. And if there's a, a, a pool, as you said, to really stay in this industry, it's because of those relationships and what a dynamic um, industry this is. And uh, I feel fortunate to uh, um, have been in it for so long. And it would be it would be tough to, to walk away from that. So um, with that said, you know, very likely I would I would try to find a way to, to, to you know, to stay there. But the phone calls and the conversations with friends and colleagues over the last couple of weeks has really been uh, a bit special, uh, reminiscing on some of the things that we've done and, and some things that could be done in the future. It's, it's very exciting. And, uh, you know, ASI in particular um, has been a great setting for that. And uh, I appreciate you saying that. You got it, Mark. Well, I appreciate the time and, and uh, hopefully you and your family stay safe and, and thank you. Yeah, you too. Be well. We'll see you on the other side. You got it. All right. Take care.